Hello, and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners, one story at a time. All right. Well, welcome everyone to the Business Owners Unite podcast. My name is Kyle. Today we have Luvo Kujic from Remo Staff. Is that right? Yes, Remo Staff. That's right. Remo Staff. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm very excited to have you here along with us to kind of talk more about Remo Staff and, and everything that you do. I think that Remo Staff is, we've talked a bit about kind of what you do. It sounds like you do everything. So it's going to be difficult to kind of sum it up in one uh, small kind of segment, but essentially helping business owners with finding remote staff for a range of different things. So uh, if you don't mind, Lubo, maybe give our audience a quick introduction of who you are and what remote staff do. Oh, thank you, Kyle, for having me on this show. Uh, so yes, um, I have a lot of experience in, in operational efficiency and probably have like a 20 plus years in big working for big corporations. I used wow. to work for Mars, for Burger King. I used to work for DHL as a director of operation excellence. I used to work for some uh, iconic brands in Australia, like uh, iconic the iconic.com.au. Uh, oh, wow. Marlin Breads, uh, Mosaic Brands, uh, helping with their logistics and operations. And uh, yeah, a few years ago, I've decided to launch my own company uh, to help smaller and medium businesses to get better life, to get more freedom. And ultimately, ultimately we have created Remo Staff that is bringing time and freedom to busy entrepreneurs via outsourcing. Perfect. Definitely. I know that there's a lot of uh, remote working platforms and things like Upwork and, and uh, Odesk and things like that. How, how do you differ in terms of these kind of marketplace solutions? I guess, obviously, having you in the business and helping on board would be a big plus, I imagine. Uh, look, uh... There are, as you mentioned, there are different uh, different solutions, and uh, Upwork is really a great platform. Uh, but if I'll put like probably, I have like a, a different like a ways, and I can say like a three P uh, processes. Uh, so if you have like a project based task, yes, it's easy for you to go to Upwork or to Fever or like maybe some other platforms and find uh, someone that can do a one time job for you. Um, so this is okay and. Uh, still, like uh, I know that many entrepreneurs are sometimes struggling. They're going to Upwork and sometimes they're getting the right result. Sometimes they're not getting the right results and they need to communicate back and forward and probably maybe to choose someone else or uh, or the quality is not the same. Uh, and again, there are absolutely great guys in Upwork, but this is, I will say, usually a project base. Um, if you have already some internal process it mapped already and you are looking to find some cost-efficient solutions so maybe someone has resigned in Australia or in US or in UK but everything is already mapped uh, so if this process is already mapped that you can find someone that can work for you um, from overseas and in this case it will be more cost-efficient than Upwork uh, if you'll come to uh, so if you'll find someone working remotely for you and yeah. again so you have as well like a several options, so you can go and find a VA yourself, uh, or but maybe you could be lucky and you can find someone that will be working really well for you straight from the beginning. Uh, mm. And you say, oh, I have found someone from in a Facebook group 
uh, yep, yep. <laughs> or you know, like, uh, or someone have reached me in LinkedIn and he says he's a great VA, but how do you know? Um, yeah. And uh, and again, sometimes people are happy, sometimes they're not so happy with the results. So this is where there are uh, some specialized agency professionals that are uh, working th- through the full process of assessing, uh, checking uh, background, checking. Uh, uh, even doing like a police check, making sure that everything is compliant and they have like a, a references. Uh, so we're doing reference check to find the right expert for for business owners. So this is probably the differentiation between different marketplaces and uh, uh, doing your own search or uh, working with someone like us. Yeah, that's a, a really good explanation. I know that Upwork, from my experience, having worked with a lot of different businesses in, in the eight years we've been running, I think a lot of people will use Upwork to find web developers or, you know, VAs, graphic designers, things like that. And they'll find that uh, the project scope blows out, that the person doesn't really know what they're doing, or even worse, the person is not qualified at all what they said they were. And it can be a horror story, um, you know, where they're not getting access to their website back. Like, I've heard some terrible things going on, which is uh, shocking. So doing police checks and actual you know, checking of your references is something that obviously I'd say a lot of people don't do in those situations. And I guess that's a big plus that you can offer to help business owners make sure they're getting the right person for the job. Yeah, look, uh, look, I 100% agree with you. And uh, I had my own experience. And of course, in the past, I, I have used Upwork and I have used Fever as well, like just to, to get like some kind of, again, I'm saying some, uh, let's say, oh, I need to have like a, like a, I need to set up my Google workspace or I need to have like a, some kind of other support. So yeah, this is like a yeah. one-time project or uh, I need to maybe to, to help set up my instantly or some kind of like a lead or cold email generation. Uh, but if you need to have like, or if I, I have, I have my own podcast as well. So yeah. I have like a, a professional um, video and audio editor that is managing my podcast, is managing my social media um, because uh, I have selected this person from probably a hundred applicants when I have uh, searching for this type of person. Wow. Uh, I have given them some tests. Uh, I have his like a previous work and this is how you are choosing uh, an employee or a staff. And this is why we have our company yeah. named as a Remo staff where we don't like usually the word, the word virtual or like a, especially like a combination, yeah. like a virtual assistant because we, um, uh, behind every employee, every person that is working for you, it's a, a real person, it's not a virtual. And this is where we even, we recommend to our clients that you need to treat this person as your own staff that is working for you yep. in your own office. Gotcha. Gotcha. That definitely sounds, uh, like the way you should do it. You know, you want to have somebody who's in the business, uh, every day. And, and if you are looking at that full-time staff member having somebody do those checks for you and make sure that everything is kosher is a really good idea. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how did you get into RemoServe? You said that you worked for some um, amazingly impressive brands before. How did you step into the world of um, helping people find remote staff? Uh, look, it's a good question. And uh, it, it was like my journey. So again, in big companies uh, and uh, like, uh, I think uh, the first, time when I have touched outsourcing was in Mars when I used to work in Russia that um, 
they have like a big hub that was supporting Mars globally, like 300 people, developers in IT that was doing integration with Oracle, integration with SAP. Um, wow. And so, well, I would say, why? I mean, Mars was not hiring those people in, in US or in UK because you can find developers in other countries that are probably can work uh, in the same way or maybe even better. Uh, but uh, at the lower cost, so this is where I first touched outsourcing uh, at that time. Um, I came to Australia, I mean, in between I've been working for several other companies, but when I came to Australia, I found that, well, of course, like it's uh, in majority of the cases when you're calling to your internet provider or your uh, phone provider to Telstra or NBN, um, in, if you're going to reach someone nowadays, that it most probably it will be not be located in Australia. It will yeah. be maybe South Africa. It will be... Uh, it will be um, uh, the Philippines, Philippines or <laughs> yeah. like India. Before India was a lot of like uh, call centers in India, mm-hmm. um, and um, uh, uh, so bigger businesses are using outsourcing for more than thirty yeah. years. Yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, it's uh, again like I came to Australia. I found that INZ had the first four hundred developers in Hyderabad in India in nineteen eighty nine. I'm wow. not sure when. When you were born, but again, I was going to school at the time, and they yep. already had like 400 people developers there. So it's that's uh, yeah, so that's big, impressive. Wow, big guys are using outsourcing for a long time. Um, and look, I've been always in operational efficiency. I used to run big call centers, and what I found that uh, some of my in, in the companies that I used to work, uh, the agents in call centers were leaving and saying, "Why are you leaving?" And they they were leaving because it's actually not paying, not paid very well. Uh, I said, how come? Like, I'm paying, like, to this agency, to BPO, like, a, quite a lot of money. And uh, uh, what I found is this agency is not paying. So they yes. have, like, a big margin cutting for themselves and not uh, taking care of, of people. And uh, actually, it was affecting my business because when I get, like, a new agent, I need to train again. And But training a new person is, like, a spending time, spending mm. effort, spending money, in training someone that is actually, this is where I found that I'm losing my customer's experience. And as um, I've been in, in those operational excellence for a long time, I said, well, I can actually create a company that can give more to people in those emerging countries, and I can establish my internal operational processes so lean that I can offer this service at a lower cost. Uh, so this is like, a, it's still... As of today, our mission number one is to give jobs to experts in emerging countries so they can have the lives that they deserve and they can um, can treat themselves and they can uh, uh, have the right uh, family life. And the second is to give an opportunity to business owners in developed countries like, like Australia, US, UK to get and spend more time with their families or maybe on some strategical things while the routine is given away or is is done by another support staff. Um, And it was like during COVID that was actually everything was booming and everything was trying to, well, uh, you need to send everyone to work from home and everyone was trying to use Zoom, uh, Meet, Skype, uh, Teams uh, connection. And I said, well, you, again, some businesses were struggling, uh, especially some big corporation as they're still trying to bring back their stuff. But this was, I think, the turning point when the world is not coming back anymore. It's yeah. going to, yeah. to be a different situation where 
uh, people want to work from home. And then Definitely. if you can say, well, if as a business owner, you can manage someone remotely working for you from Ballarat, from Sunshine Coast or from um, Toowoomba, then yep. what is the difference? Then you can manage someone yeah. in the same way from Manila, Jakarta, uh, Nairobi or uh, other, other countries or cities around the world. So this is where we are. This is how I have started this business and it is, it is developing really well. I think more and more entrepreneurs are getting benefits from this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know that I, I started my business eight years ago and I've always worked online. There was only a very short time where I had an office in Brisbane and I'd have one client visit me a month. It was, to me, I was like, the writing's on the wall. Any business that can go online probably will in the, in the future. And then when COVID hit, um, that really forced people to, to go that way. And I, and I think a lot of people are struggling to go back um, because you're right. Like I think employees especially don't want to have to spend money to commute and waste their time going to an office when they could work from home, when they could actually work uh, productively from a home office. Um, and I, I think that's a, a big plus. So I was just, uh, just wondering, when you have staff, remote staff all around the world, different time zones, how do you manage the work? I think that that's one thing that I think would be quite tr you know, challenging, I guess. I think it's depending how people can adapt and um, uh, and how uh, and uh, we as a human I think we are quite adaptive and we can uh, um, can uh, explore those options. But think about the different time zones. So, so let me put this way: I think for majority of Australian clients, uh, the agents, remote agents, they will be working in the same the same working hours as you have for for your own uh, for your own uh, company internally. Yep. But gotcha. uh, I have like a, some people are saying, well, I don't mind like uh, if he will be starting 10 or 11 o'clock um, Australian times that he will be working until, let's say, 11 until 8 p.m., uh, the same eight hours. But it will be because I'm still working longer hours and this will be like a probably even better for me when you will cover like some some uh, mm. other uh, hours. I have some businesses that are saying, well, Actually, I need to have some, especially in customer service overlapping. I have someone to start early, someone to start maybe at 12 o'clock to come because I have many of my inquiries are getting like later when people are coming home and just start to calling like 6, 7 a.m. So 6, 7 p.m. Makes sense. Yeah. I have some um, some marketing agencies that they're saying, well, I need to do like a graphic design or, for example, video editing. I don't care because like it's, and they have actually teams that, so we have a team in, in Africa and in uh, South America because they're working around the clock. But what is happening is that actually when this business, uh, this manager is putting a task in the evening, when he's coming in the morning to his workplace, he gets this already job done or he can give some kind of like a, a recommendation or comments. So it's, it's uh, yeah, and, and we have some for some IT companies or not only IT companies, we have like a, uh, help desk or support desk that you need to have like a 24-7. So uh, this is where there are actually a lot of benefits when you can find some people that can work in another zone and you don't need to hire someone in Australia and pay yeah. night hours or like uh, overtime hours for, for him and for her to support you. And Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that's actually, it's it's so from what I understand, you're saying that there's actually a lot more flexibility when you have a global workforce because you're able to schedule the work based on the demand or needs of your customers and kind of make it work. That That's very interesting. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so definitely. So benefits, there are opportunities. And again, if you think not only benefits, but you actually, um, so let's say like a, a marketing agency, what they need to do some video editing or they need to do like a photo retouching. So for example, uh, some of them are using for the same cost of one in Australia, they're having three people. And those three people wow. are working, like they're working 24 hours. You have like a three shifts, eight hours, eight hours, eight hours. So they actually, yeah, they can, they actually, they're doing the triple amount of, of processes of editing of, uh, for, uh, for their clients. So you can, do more, you can do more in, and doesn't matter, like, it's not only about the cost, it's about shorter period of time when you have, yeah. when you can deliver the result. This is yeah, what definitely. is important nowadays. That's, that's really uh, interesting. I guess, um, what would be the, the main problems, let's say, that, that people come to you with that they're looking for your help to solve? Like, is there anything, if you could kind of, uh, I guess, generalize or, or stereotype, is there a specific kind of use case that you find coming up over and over again? Um, <laughs> look, I it's think... A <laughs> no, no um, we have like a, a variety of clients. So we have clients yeah. like uh, ASX listed public companies. We have London Stock Exchange listed companies. And we wow. have like a small, like some buyer's agents or mortgage brokers, like a solo entrepreneur that they need to have a VA. And, and I, this is what I probably will say is that different type of challenges and different type of uh, tasks. But if you'll put like probably a generalizing for smaller business owners, um, when they are trying to become a business owner, they say, well, why do you want to become a business owner? So you don't want to work for someone. You want to work for yourself. And mm. because you want to be free and you want to, to have a disposal time. So you say, oh, I want to wake up when I want. I want to go to the beach for do some surfing and then I, I can do the work. Uh, what is happening is that many entrepreneurs are not able to do surfing in the morning and not able to actually, they need to wake up at, uh, I don't know, at 6, 7 a.m. Uh, and I'm having from some, I, today I have received a text message, like at 4.34, uh, like it's, oh, I need a VA, like it's because he, this person is working from 4.30 until 11. I mean, wow. well, this is like, it's, it's not like a, so as a business owner, so you're trying to do a lot of tasks. Yeah. And this is where you're taking too much on your plate. And yeah. ultimately, your business is not growing and you're getting overloaded. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gotcha. efficient. So this, this um, routine that you can give away, and this is probably a general thing, uh, that people are doing a lot of routine that is not paying money for them. Um, mm. They're doing some things that they're not the best in, but they still continue to do whatever, like a social media posting. I'm not doing social media posting for myself. I'm not pro... I'm not a pro in social media. My, yeah. I'm a geek in operations. This is what I can do, like efficiency in operations, but not in social media. Uh, why I and and again, like it's I'm probably I'm not English is not my first language, not my second language. I'm not. I I was I hated to write essays in my childhood in my school age. Why you're yeah. writing now something? So it's totally like, yeah yeah. I think that, that so it sounds like the biggest thing that you find is that people want more freedom of time and they're doing mundane tasks that don't enjoy doing in their business. So you're able to help them find the right people who can take on the work that they don't like doing, uh, very much like essay writing. <laughs> and then they have more time to actually be a productive asset in the business, get more clients, grow the business, work on the business rather than in the business. Would that be fair to say? 
Yeah, it's fair to say, and um, we actually, what we are giving to our clients, so I'm happy to give to your audience, to listeners, so we have a, 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 a book that is giving like a six T's that you need to delegate, and this is what you need to find, what you can delegate to your virtual assistant, what kind of task, and this is when some uh, entrepreneurs, I'm saying, well, please write down some tasks that is taking your time. Yeah. And, You'll have like a list of 10 tasks and please write down some tasks that you hate to do, but you still are forced to do. And they will write down another, like a, probably 10 or 20. Then uh, please write down that you probably, you need to do, but you're not the best in and, uh, mm. and you are spending like, then you'll have like those tasks. And if like uh, someone will write down, like I have like a person, they put like a two pages of those tasks that they are still doing, right. taking their time. And instead of meeting with clients and bringing money, to the business, revenue to the business, they are doing those tasks. So this yep. is where I can give away to listeners so they can they can do this checklist of the task, what they're doing, what they can give away. Gotcha, gotcha. That's amazing. Yeah, let's uh, make sure that we share that resource because that sounds like a fantastic tool. Um, I'd love to go through that, to be honest. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, well, no worries. Like, of course, like I'm, I will give you the link and you'll feel free to add in the show notes and uh, everyone will be able to um, to do something and maybe they'll get more time and freedom into their life. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the whole reason that we get into our own business. I think, ideally speaking, people will start working for themselves because they want more freedom. Not so much that they want a big pile of gold that they can sleep on. It's more that they want freedom to be able to spend with their family, their loved ones, uh, go surfing in the morning. And I think that we get caught in that trap of actually doing the work. And I, you know, I can say that I've fallen into that trap time and time again. Um, you know, I've got a great team and they do great work, but oftentimes I'll find that I start taking more stuff from, you know, the, the client workload and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Uh, so it is one of those things where you do have to put some thought and some intention into how do you make this work um, and how do you fund the right people? How do you have the right processes so that you have the freedom to, if you don't want to work that day, you, you can, the business isn't going to fall apart. Um, so this has been a, a great conversation. I'd love to learn more, though, about your journey, if you don't mind me asking, how you got into this, and uh, I guess any of the challenges that you might have found along the way uh, in starting your own business. Was there, was it a smooth road, or were there speed bumps along the way? Maybe you can give me a bit of a backstory into your experience and what you found when you started your own business. Uh, look, I think it's um, it's a bit of like a boss um, situation, so I think it was a bit of yep. like luck. Uh, or not a lot, but because I think what because I, I build my trust and my uh, my uh, experience in operations, and this is where I when I have transitioning from the corporate world on to to my own business, I used to already to have some of my existing companies that I used to work. I say, well, now I want to do not on like I on on your behalf, but I want to work as a separate individual right now. So yeah. this is where I can get like a first my clients from my uh, trustful employers in the past. Yep. This is like, it's a, it's a great starting point. Um, some challenges when was for me when I was transitioning from the corporate world, from the corporate mentality to a smaller and medium business owners. I think it's, it's a different, even a different jargon of talking and different yeah. communication style. And even um, uh, when you you probably well you are finding that I was doing a lot of 
tasks myself <laughs> as well. And because this is how I'm starting and, and I'm not saying like, this is how every entrepreneur need to be doing. But again, you need to understand what you can do for yourself. And then when mm. you can, when you can uh, delegate, um, for me, BX was a great journey when I was meeting with, with those type of entrepreneurs, when I have changed my language, uh, mm. of communication with those, uh, with those, uh, people and, uh, um, Maybe not in the be not straight away, but uh, I was building my rapport with them. Um, they are finding, they understand more what is this outsourcing because for some of them was, I'll put like even today. So it's some people are thinking, oh, this is not for me, or oh, I never tried. Oh, I am afraid. Oh, what is what is going to happen with data of my clients of my uh, of my information. Uh, every everyone is hearing that some kind of like a data leakage from, from big companies. What is going to happen yeah. with my business? And even some people say, "Well, oh, why I need to give jobs to people in the Philippines or in in other in Bangladesh? Where I can I need to give uh, jobs to people in in Australia?" Uh, and here, what is actually what is happening? And I giving examples. So look, INZ was using this from 1989. Uh, Amazon mm -hmm. was using this for a long time ago, and um, um, Coles was using this for a long time ago. All the NBN, Telstra, and everyone is using this for a long time. So, yeah, if you are not using this, you're you're going to be out of your business. And if you yeah. are, and I have some examples. I have like a, a buyer's agent that he used to do a lot of visits. He needed to do inspections. This is how he is making money because he, with the amount of inspections that he is making, this is how many. Um, many properties he can show to his uh, client. Uh, yep. And he was doing only 20 inspections. But then when he hired the VA, he was able to do like a 40 inspections per week. Mm. And he actually hired another two agents, buyers agents in Australia, that was going to do inspections and he hired another VA. So now he has six real buyers agents. So he have given jobs to six people in Australia. He had given jobs to three people in, in, uh, in the Philippines. And his business is probably six times at that business used to be um, three years ago. So wow. this is how you can, or you can stay at your level or you can expand. Um, yep. so, so roadblocks in terms of the explanation, how you need to explain this to some uh, yeah. Yeah. To business owners so they can believe, understand, trust, and try. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. That's great, man. I think I, I find that because I work in marketing, I understand that most customers will have problem statements and uh, that generally is where the, the customer journey starts. But then they're going to have so many object objections along the way of like, well, do I want to hire people overseas? What happens with my customer's data? Like all the great examples that you've highlighted. And our job as the, as the service provider, I guess, is to educate them in terms of why that objection is not not necessarily true or accurate. And it's generally a perception or, or an emotional kind of response, you know, that people have. So it's kind of overcoming those challenges and, and uh, being proactive with the information as well. Um, it's interesting that you say that it's a different jargon, different language almost, because I found that very much the same with kind of the bigger clients, you know, they, at least in my experience, don't care as much um, about things that small business clients do. Um, they're very much just, are the numbers good? Are things going well? Awesome. Uh, whereas small business owners are very particular about a lot of different things and, and need to kind of have a lot more control over um, their, their marketing, I guess. Um, have you found it's kind of the same in terms of 
your experience with the larger kind of corporate clients and then the small business client? Look, uh, yeah, definitely. I think, again, it's coming with um, this evolution of, of this, like uh, outsourcing like, and, and which era and which age of evolution we are now. And uh, I think big corporations, they used to have this like uh, outsourcing back, I'm saying like uh, 30 years ago when there was no internet. There was yeah. like a, a line with communication when you need to, to send and provide data from whatever India to, to Australia to INZ. And this was one era, but still like some business owners will say, well, um, like, oh, actually you can have a call center in, in Accenture, for example. Accenture was the first company that was outsourcing from US and from Ireland into the Philippines 32 years ago. So this is where they, they wow. had the, the first call center when you need to invest a lot of money to have such kind of um, mm. facility, to have the level of telecommunication that you need to organize. But nowadays, the entry point is much lower. This is yep. where like, you have internet. And um, fortunately, or unfortunately for Australia, but in the Philippines, internet is much better than in Australia. And yep. again, fortunately, there are people that are, they know much more about, let's say, AI tools. Like um, mm. right now, what we found that a lot of our remote experts, virtual assistants, they... So, so again, this is coming a bit of experience because they used to work in one company. That company is using some software. Then, so let's say they used to have like a, some kind of like a Monday.com or they have used like a, a, a ClickUp or they have used Trello. And mm -hmm. they know already all these management tools when they're coming. Oh, I have used like a three of them. I, I'm easy, can use whatever. They have used several CRMs. They have used AI tools already in either so chat GPT and like a lot of like things around the chat GPT tools yeah. that yeah. a business entrepreneur here in Australia, he doesn't have time. He, mm. he, he doesn't have time because let's say a landscaper or as a financial, financial advisor, when he's meeting with his clients, he doesn't have time to use a, a AI tool to write a post or to write or create a generate an image because he's meeting with his client. And yeah. this is, uh, what we found that those type of experts from overseas, they're much more, let's say, not like a literary, but they know much more about the technology and the tools mm. that exist in the market, and they can yeah. become real helpers for um, for um, uh, for business owners in Australia. Um, yeah. Another example. So if you think, so so let's say I used to work in Mars, and. Um, Mars in Australia is producing like a chocolates. He's producing like, again, yep. like a yep. pet food, Royal Canin. You have like a, not only Twix. Oh, okay. Like... I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, it's all the pet food is done by Mars. And even if you don't <laughs> go buy some uh, spicy in, uh, um, in, in Woolworths or it's, or in, uh, uh, or in Coles, you can see Master Foods is another brand of Mars. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So the process of assessment in Mars is the same globally. So for example, when I, came to Mars, it was like a 200 people uh, applicants for one role. And the same is in Australia, probably. So the mm -hmm. point is, when they're hiring someone in Australia or they're hiring someone in Russia or they're hiring someone in the US or in the Philippines, the assessment process is absolutely the same. So gotcha. the same person that, and especially just imagine the same person that is doing accounting for Mars in Procter and Gamble, sorry, in, in, in the Philippines or in, for Procter and Gamble in the Philippines, what is the difference? Like to someone that is doing accounting for Procter and Gamble in Australia, 
It's the same accounting principle because they're, it's a global company yeah. they're applying the same the same principle. So this is where you can get a, an accountant that used to do great job for a big corporation in another country that knows a lot of things and most probably is familiar with Australian taxation or whatever. Yeah. Um, Australian yeah. things that can do the job for you. Uh, but yeah. it will be a fraction of the cost. It will be you'll pay only just one third of the cost. But yeah, yeah. Well, it makes, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that there's definitely a lot of, like you said, you're, you're being left behind if you're not looking at these solutions and, and opportunities for small businesses here. So I really appreciate you sharing all this uh, wealth of information. And I'm excited to share your um, great resource as well, the book that you recommended before. Um, I was going to do some rapid fire questions, if that's okay, more specific about um, kind of running a business. Um, but I've got three questions that I was going to quickly run through you uh, with you, if that's okay. Of course, go for it. Awesome, great. The first question I wanted to ask you, Lufo, was uh, just kind of more around how you look after yourself as a business. Do you have any rituals or daily practices that you do just to kind of uh, make sure you're looking after yourself? Um, look, yes. So, like uh, my rut- my daily routine for my mental health, like um, it's to be honest, like right now I'm I have time to spend for myself. I'm doing morning exercises. I'm running or walking with my dog. I'm cycling. I'm swimming from Manly to Shelly Beach and back. Um, wow. This is probably it's either one of them or, or or swimming or running or cycling. So I will be doing like on the daily basis. I'm walking with my dog again in the evening. So this is where I'm listening a lot of podcasts or educational materials. I'm listening to, uh, like recently I was uh, read listening again, like a profit first uh, from Mike Mikalovich. Um, Great book, yeah. Yeah, so just uh, because this is like some kind of... It's, before I I didn't have time. Um, hmm. I just came, you know, that I just came from Japan. I just became oh. so I've been skiing uh, in Japan for two weeks, and during my skiing time with my family, um, one I was able to afford to go for skiing because because I I have this possibility. Second, my business was not stopping during my absence. My probably three remote experts in different areas who has continued to do the business. And mm. we have still have, we had received like a WhatsApp messages. Well, oh, we know that you're in Japan, but we are so pleased about the service that you're offering that we would love to have a meeting with you when you're coming back so we can uh, get more stuff. So during our absence, actually, when we came back, we get another three clients, two of them from nice. the one from so, so business is still continuous. So That's awesome. uh, thank you. I'm in uh, good health. Uh, and Sounds uh, like it. <laughs> I wish more entrepreneurs will get freedom and they will be able to do whatever they want to do. Amazing. Amazing. Lebo. So you're, you're looking after yourself and your good health. That's awesome. Um, the, the next question I was going to ask you is kind of the flip side of this. How do you, what's your top tip for getting stuff done? Do you have any productivity hacks or any uh, systems that you use to help get stuff done? Um, yeah, I do have. Um, I'll have like a several angles. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, so I like like, a, let's say like if I'll put like a, the Mars principles, like a, the quality, efficiency, mutuality, responsibility, and freedom. And I think the first four are bringing towards the last one, the freedom. Uh, this is where mm. I, I'm uh, very meticulous about the quality that I like the everything to be done with the right quality. Because if, and this is I'm implementing in my in my personal work life attitude, and the same I'm ex- 
not like I'm teaching that the experts that we are offering to our clients, they should deliver the same quality type of work. Um, so this is probably like a one type of principle. Uh, the second, the, the probably one that I'm using always is right first time is uh, the best way is to do something right from the first time. Yeah. If you, yeah. or if you can see something, and this is what I found, like a, I'll give like an, an example, like whatever in, in e-commerce. So um, if you will not, if you're not able to detect the wrong items that you're sending to a client, then, then you will spend time, not time. So you'll do pick and pack, but this item will be sent. So you'll pay for delivery with Australia Post. You'll have an unhappy customer, and then you will have like a complaints from this customer. Then you need to send return back, and then you need to process again. And um, and again, the cost of this processing will be much more expensive. Mm. Uh, then at which stage, if you're able to fix this mistake, um, like not immediately, but just straight after it, it will cost you, uh, like let's say, the cost of the mistake is $1. The cost of fixing it straight away is $10. The cost of fixing is after is $100. The cost of the freight to customers and coming back. So it's everything is coming exponentially like 10, 10, 10 times yeah. more. Yeah. So right first time is my principle that I'm again implementing for myself and for my um, for my uh, staff that we are providing to, to others. Do the Perfect. right one. Do it right. So right first time principle. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. But Perfect. You can use a lot other in terms of your emails, like uh, how many mm. times you are touching your email. Um, yeah. And this is like, like a, you touch an email once, if you just like a, and, and then you make a decision. You don't need to leave it open or unread or something. So like if you're already in this email, is the best way is to execute it, delete it, delegate it like this. But in my case, it will be delegated yeah. uh, or Probably, like in my case, actually, it will be delegated before because I'm touching my mailbox when someone else was already filtering and, and already some emails was already answered on my behalf. And then mm. when my assistant doesn't know what to answer, this is only staying for me. But again, gotcha. it's staying for me. Then again, right first time touching, the first time and executing. Gotcha. Excellent. Okay, great. Well, thanks for that. And um, I guess the last question for you is, is there any software that you couldn't live without in your business? Is there anything that you think every business should have? Um, look, every business should have a CRM. It's like yep. a, right now when you need to have like a, your clients. And um, uh, I think, I mean, you can use HubSpot, you can use like a Go High Level, you can use whatever you're using. It's, it's the point that you need to use something to manage your clientele, to manage your communication with clients. And you can establish a lot of sequences and a lot of like uh, logic right now. Uh, and there are even AI addition to majority of those tools that you can help you write uh, email, write uh, answers that you can use as well. Um, so yeah, this is like it's uh, one of the best one. Um, I have like a, I have a tool. I'm, I will not say like it's. I have a tool that is helping me writing me answers to the emails because, uh, as I'm saying, like my, um, so probably English is <laughs> language and even. I, I'm putting to this like a state immediately to uh, to this like a, a AI tool that is uh, uh, voila. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. So you can use it as well, like just to, to help you some answers. You have like a, a different calendar tools, like a booking tools right now. Everyone should have like those booking tools right now. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. 
CRMs are great. I'm actually right now uh, setting up Go High Level uh, for a client, and and I use HubSpot in our business. Um, but I'm, I'm very tempted to jump over to Go High Level. It's a fantastic tool, and like you said, all the AI integrations in there is is pretty fantastic. Um, well, that's great. Thank you so much, Lefo. It's been great to chat today. Um, if I don't know if there's anything you wanted to say before we kind of wrap up the show, uh, anything extra that you wanted to shout out to our to our listeners? Well, I think um, uh, for busy entrepreneurs, just think about your freedom and about your future, why you're doing what you're doing, and uh, think about the ways uh, how you can generate more revenue for uh, your business, for your family, for your kids, for your generation. And again, you need if you're only working and you're not spending time with your kids, with your family, this is also not right things. So you need to have find the ways. And uh, uh, I think outsourcing is one of the great way to uh, optimize your time and to give away some tasks that you're not uh, really good in. And whatever you're using us or someone else, like it's uh, this is still like a, a great way uh, to do it. And if you have never tried, or if you have any questions, just feel free to come to me. I'm happy to to provide Amazing. some details. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, for anyone watching that wants to reach out, uh, you can always go to remostaff.com. Um, and I believe, do you offer free sessions? Can people book in to chat with you? Yeah, that's right. I can give you a Calendly link and uh, I, you can write an email to lyubo, L-Y-U-B-O at remostaff.com and uh, happy to give you a support. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Lilo, for joining us on the Business Owners Unite podcast. It's been awesome to chat with you today. Um, and yeah, all the best uh, with, with Ramos app. It sounds like a fantastic business. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks for having me. And uh, wish a great day to everyone, to all the listeners. Perfect. Thank you so much.